Here's a parody on the song by Lyle Lovett. If I had a boat. If I had a boat, I'd go out on Lake Michigan. And if I had a heron, I'd take it on my boat. And we would go together, sailing on Lake Michigan. Me out with my heron on my boat out on the lake. And if I had a boat, I'd go out on the sea. And if I had a sea, I'd take my pelican. And we would go together, me out on the gulf. Me out in the ocean with my pelican on my boat. <laughs> oh, the original song is, If I had a pony, I'd go out on the ocean. And if I had ocean, I'd ride upon my boat. And we would all together go out on the ocean. Me upon my pony on my boat out on the sea. And then the song talks about friendship. And what's true friendship and what fails to be that and what it's like to take care of oneself when the true friendship is not what you thought it was or the partnerships or the journeying with other people. <laughs> so I had some message come to me about what if the song said something about Saul and Peter. If Saul and Peter were out on the boat and Saul said, I'm going to jump in the lake and I'm going to swim around. I'm going to leave you on this, on this island. And what if Peter said, Hey, I got work to do. Loaves and fishes. I'm going to go do the work now. Check. I'm out. <laughs> so now I have to go look up the biblical passages about Saul and Paul and that whole story. I don't really know. Is that a story? Does it exist? If I have it incorrectly, y'all can school me. <laughs> Bible study, study Sunday or uh, summer school me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Saul had his Paul and Paul had his Saul out on that boat and Paul said to Saul we got the loaves and fishes let's go and do the work y'all but Saul took a jump into the sea so which one is you and which one's me <laughs> hmm. what's your parody <laughs> hope to hear yours one day that's mine for the morn Oh, full moon time. Let me know what you think. <laughs> if you got something good to say, then say it. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. <laughs> Which is to say I love constructive feedback, but when it's given from a centered and quiet listening place. Thanks for hearing it. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know what you think in that way. Part of why I'm writing and creating this podcast is the intention to connect with friends, connect with a friend, connect with my partner in life, connect with my understanding of my children and what it is to parent, connect with Quakers, connect with people in the big picture of what life is about. So in holding up the parody of this episode, I'm also considering the really big picture, which is how do we live today 
friend offered to me today the message of being in seasons. One of the seasons I'm in right now is one of closure, of interpreting my path thus far as a parent to triplets, interpreting my life path as a partner, as a wife for many years now, interpreting what it is to be in a vocational part of life where instead of being the learner, I'm now the one who's bringing what I've learned and owning and claiming that in a new way that's profound and that invites and requires of me to hold my bright light more openly and more courageously than how I have humbly walked it in the past. Humility and wanting to not be the expert has been my chosen practice. And so what does it look like to live more fully into owning what I have to offer? And especially in these times, and especially in the question of friendship, a few times lately I've been identifying that other people in mass media, in news stories, and in reflections are considering the question friend and the many layers that that word can have. Since that's the name of my religion, I imagine that um, probably it could have been earlier in my life that I could figure out the place of that word in my life. that has a powerful thing to bring to what we are to each other today in the world. What do friends have to offer to the bigger picture world about friendship? And especially when it comes to things that divide us. If it was challenging for the disciples who are in that first generation, the first decades of life after Jesus, during his time to walk with that person who was a prophet and a teacher, and some say the Son of God, or close enough to God to be the one who could be proclaimed as whom John spoke of as being the coming of the light, the light of Christ. If those people had a challenge being with each other, then they're a really good parody or place of entering into what it could be to try to be peoples laboring in love together or enemies What do we do with the question of those on our path who are oppressing? What do we do with ourselves as being the oppressors? What do we do with persecution? What do we do with being the persecutors? What do we do with being fallible? Infallible, imperfect, perfect, courageous, limited, uncourageous is a new word lately to me, but limited in our capacities problem causers as much as we're causing problems. At my wedding, a person offered a quote from someone else they had heard. One person had told them that a person at another person's wedding had said the statement, my biggest hope for you in life together as partners and for all of us is that we look into each other's eyes each day and we connect and we say, you're the problem I want to have the rest of my life. (laughs) So beloved community, you're the problem I want to have the rest of my life. Oh, enemies, those who may consider your place to be oppressing who I am or oblivious to how you do. (laughs) You're the problem I want to have the rest of my life, and I hope that I can bring my light most fully in that journeying 
whether I be um, like the song I just made a parody into uh, says, jumping into the ocean joyfully or going to get to the work of loaves and fishes. The friend who I spoke to today offered that in the considering us being in seasons and this being a time, a season that we're in, that we're laboring in love with, we can hold each other gently in that place, but also challenge and push each other in that place. At least that's what I heard under her words and through her words. I told her that the song Turn, 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 which is biblical in its basis, has been guiding me in the back of my mind, although I haven't chosen to take time to listen to it. So I will do that as part of this podcast episode. I will listen to Turn, Turn, Turn finally (laughs) and let it be what I'm grappling with and graveling and growling and grounding in. And also I offer this poem to you. Inspired by a visit today to an exhibit on Congressman John Lewis, who my son is named for, in part, to honor, from Matthew. The words offered there at the exhibit. And seeing the multitudes, he went up to the mountain and he was set, when he was set, His disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when those shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil things, evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, exceeding glad, For great is your reward in heaven. So for persecuted they the prophets which were before you. So persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. You are the light of the world. The city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do those light a candle and put it under a bushel. Put it on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light shine so before all that they may see your good works and glorify your God in heaven. You are the light of the world. Let your light shine so. Verily I say to you, verily I say unto you, till earth, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one title, tittle, (laughs) shall in wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. 
Verily I say to you is a Quaker phrase from the Bible that was used so many times in Quaker writing of the past hundred years, several hundred years. This passage is meaningful to many Quakers if we know where our language comes from. So I offer to you an inspiration of the exhibit on the life of John Lewis and his troublemaking, his getting in trouble in the good way. My prayer that we all continue to be troublemakers for one another's lives. I invite you into that kind of friendship with me that is unclean, is messy, is unpredictable, is us being all in our imperfect ways. We can't bring our best all the time, but we can journey with one another. And we can't expect the best out of people all the time, but we can journey with one another till we bring our light more fully onto that city on a hill that is hopefully the life we live. Here's the poem I offer for this podcast episode on the parodies we live in today and friendship. We bring it in whatever vessel we can. We come in the vessel we come in, and we will be invited into whatever vessel that is that has been offered to us to live in liberation, to live into liberation, to be whatever we can in the most imperfect lives we live. And holding my enemy, I help hold my own life. I hope to find liberation. Then I invite my oppressor to that liberation. What is it like to forgive the ones who have trespassed against us? Against? It is to forgive the ones who will not forgive you for inviting them to their own liberation. This looks like the invitation to know that I'm your child while I run this race. To quote the gospel song and another one that is with me today. For I don't want to run this race in vain. Guide my feet while I run this race. And why I hold the broken parts of me that oppress, that transgress, that err, that fail, that impede the light to be born in others. But first in my own life, if I am to be a beacon of light, I must be a vessel. If I am to be a vessel, then I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. I am found though I was lost. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Gospel song three. Then I must live like one who offers to find the child of light in all those I meet. If you are my brethren, then I claim I have faith. I believe in your liberation. I'd proclaim then too that if the verse continues to tell us that we must find that child of God, that Christ light, and those who suffer us to be like their enemy or to disdain or jail, or imprison, or impress upon us their hatred, or who, unloving, push us to their brinks, to our brinks. To turn the other cheek is to offer there. Offer here is my humanity. I look at yours in the eye with both my eyes. I will not turn away from your humanity to make you my enemy, though that be dangerous. In trouble. Goodly. Greatly. If life with the great tempter who is adulterous with our minds, that anger, that violence, that growling disdain, spoken of next in Matthew, 
after the Sermon on the Mount. That disheartened feaster who would have me made into a ceasing, despondent creature and have an affair with great fear, the disbelief, the one I carry in my womb and give it to others as my gifted, disillusioned offspring, then I am divorced from the one, from the path my life was born into, having the chance to love and find unconditional love in. Oh, let it be, I am instead, I am the bride of other ways. Instead, I am the light, the Christ light one, part of. Lord, I pray, let me be only wedded to your ways. Let me be like Corinthians 1 and 2. Let me be the one who is the sower in the field parable. Let it come like golden fields of bounty. That I believe in us. That I grieve if I do not believe completely in the child of light in you. And that capacity for that light in all of us. If this is the reckoning over and over and over, each breath is our greatest chance to live in that kingdom of peace. And that is the peace I want to meet, holy people being y'all, all of you, all of y'all, that I am most completely loving and faithful partner. I am the most completely loving and faithful partner. It is a labor of love that is at times difficult, beautiful. It is the problem I want to have every day for my life, all of my life. And that is the place out of which I can judge what comes out of my life. If I'm terrified, terrified, of what comes when I let out my light, then I am trembling in the ways I am led to. If I am quaking in the power of what can come of us all, then I am blown open by the cracking that lets out the most incredible life living that can come. The over the valley and the passes and the deserts, the overwhelming oceans and the ultimate overlook mountain, like the place our voices carry farthest, farthest, farthest are all part of the trembling chorus. Then come, lift your voices with this one, with this most little one, like a grain of dirt I am. Come, live your grain by mine. Come to the mountain to add yours. That's how the hilltop becomes a peak. That's how we create creation that the creator invited us here to offer. I come open-handed, be my hands. I come, feet on the path, be my feet. I come open to my life that I may be opened to the chance to create this place with you, you light, and you, your being, your life light, birth it, bright as you can, create it with me creatively as we can, come to it as courageously as you can, that I might come in my courage, be you my enemy or my love, under the pouring, we are offered the drops the same, come the dust, We will be the dust together, here and there, and over this land anyway, won't we? If we are to be one, let it be by choice in life, instead of in the ultimate judgment day of what we can only one day chance to leave behind. Let us be the light. Let us be the light. Let us be the light that is invited of us out of our every, every, every breath. And let me, if I can be bold, bold, bold to proclaim. Let me live my life to be a presence who is a witness to that light unfolding incredibly in us. Like it or not, limited or inhibited, it is yet the most incredible that I can imagine. When you feel lost and cannot, let me tell you how I find it 
in your cracks to be brilliant anyway, unique as it could be, if it could be let out and let go to the world completely, brilliantly. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. The older I get, the more I feel that the secret to my going on is when the reins are in the hands of the young who come to carry us through the storm. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. That which touches me most is that I have a chance to work with people. Passing on to others that which was passed on to me. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. Not needing to hold the light, not needing the light just to shine on me. <laughs> Go listen to that song when you are able or through this podcast on the link. Ella's song, thank you. Sweet Honey in the Rock for creating Ella's song. Thank you, Ella Baker, for being a teacher before I was born to so many who lifted me up to be the one I am now and who I would like to live my light like. Live out my life and my light like the friends, all y'all. Thanks for being part of the circle, which some say comes round and round like a cycling spiral. Biblical. (laughs) Thank you preemptively or retroactively or in the present moment for your prophetic witness in the world and for changing the oppressive powers into peaceful powers as they come through us or those we meet.